podcast. Welcome to the Auto Parent Podcast with my mom. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Auto Parent Podcast, episode 37. It is so good to be on the airwaves with you today. I, first of all, up top, just want to give you a little COVID update. Last week, we talked a little bit about how we had gotten my youngest son tested. We weren't sure what was going on. And unfortunately, his COVID test came back positive. But he has improved significantly and is completely on the mend. I would say he's probably about 100% right now energetic, and we are fortunate and so, so blessed. It was just a reminder that things can change really, really quickly, that vaccination is still the best way to protect yourself and protect others, and a reminder to continue masking because it's so important. So anyway, I'm grateful. The rest of us are very asymptomatic. Cash, unfortunately, still has to continue to quarantine for the next 14 days because he is obviously unvaccinated. I am just looking forward to the day that we extend the vaccination to our younger ones. And I'm holding out hope. So if that's something that you're holding on to, I'm holding on to it as well. But I feel very, very grateful to be able to give you that little update today. And... I also feel super grateful because today is just going to be a listener-centered podcast. So I have gotten a parenting fail, confession, and win from a parent, and I cannot wait to share these with you. So let's just get right into our first segment, Parenting Fails, Confessions, and Wins. This is submitted by one of our listeners named Bridget. Bridget, I love you. I miss you. I am so glad you shared this with us, and I am excited to share with the podcast. So Bridget's fail was from when her kids were four and three. They were sitting at Jenny's ice cream, which if you haven't had Jenny's ice cream, what are you doing with your life? It's so amazing. They were enjoying themselves, and Bridget's oldest child says, damn it. And she turned to him and said, what did you just say? And her child said, I said, damn it, it's because I dropped my spoon. And she said, where did you hear that? And then her younger child said, that's what mommy says when she's driving. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I have a million stories just like this one. I'm so glad you shared it with us. It's so funny because they are little parrots and they just repeat what they say. But I will say, and I said this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, like I feel some kind of way, like when they use it correctly, I'm like, okay, like, good, go on with your bad self. Like, (laughs) okay. So that's Bridget's parenting fail. Here's a confession. Her confession would be that when they, when her kids were little at bedtime, they would read a book. And if it was a longer book, like bringing the rain to Capiti Plain, she would skip several pages here and there. And one time she got caught by her older child. Oh my gosh, I've done this so many times. I know everyone else has to have done this. Like if you're having to read long bedtime stories, my goodness, just accidentally grabbing, well, not accidentally, on purpose, grabbing two or three pages together at one time when you turn the page. Yeah, I got caught almost every time, almost every time. All right, this is the best part. Are you ready for this? This is the best part. And this means so much to me because... I know these kids personally, 
And it's, yeah, I just, I'm just going to say it, but I just want you to know how much love and amazingness I'm sending your way, Bridget. And I hope that this inspires some of our listeners too, because it's just a reminder that like, that as Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. So Bridget's win is that she has two amazing kids. I can vouch for that. And that her older kid came out to her last year and said that he thought he might be gay or pansexual and that he does consider himself gender fluid. And Bridget asked which pronoun she should use. And he said he or she or they works. He knows that they love him no matter what. And I am proud, Bridget says, I am proud of him, her, them for being brave enough to talk to us about it. And oh, it is just such an amazing gift when our queer kids have an open, affirming and validating space. And I know that Bridget and Casey are giving that to their kids. They just welcomed a new baby Sunny into their life. And I'm just so, so, so happy for you all. And I'm so thankful that you're a new listener to the podcast and also sharing your fails, confessions and wins with us. This has been a segment called Parenting Fails, Confessions, and Wins. You're invited to share your fails, confessions, and wins with the podcast, just like Bridget did this week. You can do so via voice memo. We can just plug you telling your story right into the podcast, or you can type it out to us on Instagram and Twitter. And now it's time to do a little something different. for our get real segment where each week we take the lectionary passage and get real our lectionary text this week comes from mark chapter 8 verses 27 through 38 here it is in the new revised standard version jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of caesarea philippi and on the way he asked his disciples who do people say that i am And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about it. That's a typical Mark trope is say, uh, we, we call Mark sometimes the shh gospel because Jesus is always saying, shh, don't tell anyone. Even at the, at the, oh, I'm getting sidetracked in the middle of reading the scripture, but even at the um, tomb on Resurrection Day, when they come to the tomb and they meet the gardener, I think it is, and, and the gardener even says, like, this is what's happened, but shh, don't tell anyone. I lost my place because I get so sidetracked. <laughs> okay. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. He said all of this quite openly and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, if, you, if any of you want to become my followers, deny yourselves, take up your cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who want to lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of them 
the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of the Father with the holy angels. What I want to talk about this week is really simple. It's not going to take us very long. This question that he asks, who do you say that I am? is a question that I think is really important for us as parents. Because our kids are sponges. They're absorbing every single thing, not just what we say, but what we do and how we act and where we go. And they're absorbing all of those things and creating a picture of the world through a a specific lens. And so as I was reading our scripture text for today and thinking about what we might talk about, this question of who do you say that I am is so important. And also I would like expand it a little bit. Who do you say that I am? Who do you act like I am? (laughs) How does who you think that I am impact what you do? All of these things are, are really, really important. And I think when we're, you know, trying to shepherd our young ones, what we say about God matters. What we say about life matters, what we say about death matters, all of these things, the way that we interact with our kids shows them a picture of what we believe to be true about life, about God, about love, all of those things. And that is becoming more and more apparent to me as my six-year-old becomes more advanced in his development both emotional and intellectual and even physical, all of these things are changing for him rather quickly. And he's just kind of piecing together this idea of the world. And and he'll say to me, we do this. Does that mean that we think this or that we believe this? Or he'll sort of pontificate in his uh, six-year-old way and say, I think this about the world, or I think that about the world. And often I see the imprints of myself and my partner on those words. And it's just such a reminder that what we say, what we feel, what we say about what we feel, what we think, what we say about what we think, (laughs) what we do, how we show up, every single one of those things is impacting this like this little created world of these tiny beings. And this is not a, what I'm not trying to say (laughs) is that we need to have any sort of guilt and shame about feeling like we said something incorrectly or having, you know, any kind of paralysis or fear about even being able to say anything at all because it might be, you know, detrimental. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is that it's actually kind of beautiful. It's actually kind of beautiful And that our faith can be so intrinsically connected to our parenting, just how we view God, how we view God, who do we say that God is, I mean, can have this like amazing impact on the world that we create for our kids. So for us, God is, (laughs) well, God is non-binary in this beautiful way. God is expansive and open and inclusive and loving. And all of that sort of helps cultivate this environment for them that I hope they take with them forever. So anyway, this question that, that Jesus asked of the disciples is an important one for us too. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Who do you think that I am? Who do you act like I am? All of those things. So that's what I want us to think about this week. 
Thanks for listening to the Auto Parent Podcast. We're going to leave you with a parent mantra, something you can say to yourself or to your partner just to know that you're not alone. Your mantra for this week is, God is good. God is good. Because friends, if we don't believe that, it's going to be really hard to convince our kids. And remember this, you don't have to be an auto parent to be a good one. I've been your host, Pastor KC. You can follow me on Twitter at RevKCVC. Join us next week, same time, same place. You can find out more information about Foundry United Methodist Church by visiting our website, www.foundryumc.org. If you're specifically looking for information about our family ministries department or our offerings for parents, you can find those at www.foundryumc.org slash family ministries.